Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And it's Anna. And our guest today, we are very, very excited about her. Her name is Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And as our listeners know, Ashley and I are moms, and we are working moms, and we have stress in our lives. And so, therefore, we are so excited to talk to Dr. Gertrude Lyons, who has a doctor of education and is a master life coach. And she is here to share her science-backed, okay, science-backed advice, insights, and strategies to help us safeguard uh, our mental health, maintain self-care, strength, resiliency, increase emotional well-being, and balance and work and balance our work and family. She is also challenging the notion of what it means to be a mother. She runs an initiative called Rewrite the Mother Code. Uh, very excited to learn about this. So welcome, Dr. Lyons. Thank you so much, Anna and Ashley. This is yeah. the highlight of my day. I'm so excited to be here with the two of you. Oh, we are too. And, and the audience, of course, not just the two. Me too. I'm like, go ahead, Dr. Lyons. You can life coach me up and down. I'm here for exactly, it. Exactly. This so, is going to be the Ashley and Anna life coach session and get, buckle up, listeners. Get ready for we a We need it. Yeah, we need it. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your work with uh, Working Moms. Oh, thank you. Well, you named some of it. So my initiative, Rewrite the Mother Code, that came out of a combination of things, right? So 20 years as a coach, a life coach, speaker, facilitator, at the same time, going to school um, and raising two daughters. And, you know, I, I really wanted to be in this atmosphere of, of supporting families, supporting couples, supporting women. And at the Right Foundation, our whole thing is about, you know, anything that we do in our life is a transformational opportunity, right? So I really fully engaged in that until I had kids and it wasn't until my kids were older that I had the chance to kind of look back and say like, whoa, I was doing that for a while, but then I, I got off track and mm. I want, and it was actually, it was a, a bit of a, I was, I was actually, <laughs> it was one of those like spiritual awakening moments, right? Like this thing you've been dedicating to and espousing about like, hmm, like I I've done it a little bit, but not totally. Right. So we're right. going to, we'll talk more about that, but it was the incentive for me to study it and, and really look into what goes on with women, moms in the mothering sphere that, um, you know, can interrupt a growth path that we're on or why it right. might be difficult for, to add that to, you know, the job of mothering. Uh, so right. it was, it was a very, that became a transformational journey, getting my doctorate and really studying that. So now, hmm. you know, wanting to be out there, you know, sharing this, raising awareness, you know, sharing and, you know, we'll get into it more as, as we're mm -hmm. talking, but sure. um, that's the, the, the kind of quick and dirty uh, yeah. explanation well, well, of it. Well, that's interesting. What have you found? What, what, have, yeah. you, what have you found in your yeah, studies? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I first did this because I, I really... I felt like, okay, if we could equip women with tools um, of self-awareness and self-insight and get those muscles built before they have kids, then that will, that would be like the kind of preparation a woman should have, you mm. know, to add to the like 
physiology and kind of where we get in our culture kind of lost um, in what it means to like really take on the question of deciding to have children or not. Right. So I worked with women in my doctoral, in my study. And, you know, it turns out that, uh, that they're, I was able to show that by sharing tools with them, sharing awarenesses, just giving them the opportunity to have these conversations, because it's also not enough in the culture that women, unless you know, you're going to have kids and you're married and you're right in that right spot, just the idea of talking about like, I'm, I don't know if I will have kids or if, I don't mm-hmm. know if I want to, and I'm afraid to, and mm-hmm. that, that opened up something I wasn't expecting, you know, and then right. mm. something I ended up sharing with them that came out of work that I do with Dr. Judith Wright, the founder of the organization that I'm a, pow- a part of in our women's studies was, you know, it's also true that you know, some women, we decide to have children and that's a way that we mother, but really all women mother, right? Right. And so, so true. how can we yeah. come together, you know, as women and use that as a, a way to help us all be on one team versus divisiveness, which I think mm-hmm. I experienced right. and I know happens. And the women just love that because then they could see value because some of, so many of them like didn't think that they could actually call themselves fully a woman or weren't really going to find true happiness unless they had a child. And yeah. that really, and it was so heartbreaking to me, right? Cause these right. were women, some of these women had these amazing careers and businesses, but still felt like none of that really mattered unless they had children. So was that, do you think that, was that like inherent because they always wanted to be moms or was it because they see society projecting societal norms and attitudes. Ooh, good question. I want to know the answer to that one. Yeah. What is that? What do you, well, what do you think? What I actually that? found is it's both, right? So for sure, a hundred percent our societal norms right now. And even though, you know, if you consider history for the last 6,000 years, but you know, there's an opening that we're women, we have a choice, but that in our culture still, you know, and I've spoken with and worked with many women who um, have decided not to have children, that mm-hmm. there's always an underlying kind of like, oh, you know, and judgment and they feel it. Right. So our culture yeah. is still very, very much a culture of like, that's what women do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the whole fact of like, when I, when I work with women around, you know, being in the question of when a woman says like, I know I've always wanted to have kids or I know I, I, I decided at such an age, I wasn't having kids. Well, there's wonderful, beautiful data in that, you know, and that's puts, that is the beginning of this possible journey that we can go on because the more curious we are, the more we're willing to look at our upbringing and the atmosphere we grew up in and the, what was wired in to us, that's, you know, kind of where the rewrite the mother code came from. Cause just Mm -hmm. as you're pointing out, right, we're wired culturally and we're wired from our upbringings, good, bad, or indifferent, right? There's obviously positive and you know, negative in both of those arenas. But the more we're willing to, you know, dive into those waters, the more we can reveal and then really make a more discerned, critical thinking, uh, conscious choice. So let's like, I want to dive into those waters. (laughs) Um, So you, you talk about, you know, rewrite the mother code. So let's start there. What is that? Yeah. So it, in many ways, it's everything that we just actually, we're just talking about, right? It okay. really is, you know, uh, um, allowing women to see that there, there are codes out there and we are, we are consciously and unconsciously wired with them. 
you know, mm-hmm. from the time we're actually pre-birth, you know, con- the atmosphere, some sure. of their studies, the atmosphere of conception in the womb, all that we're getting wired about, you know, our beliefs about the world, our beliefs about ourselves, a belie- you know, beliefs about what it means to be a mother and mother mm-hmm. um, that's all happening. And, and then we put ourselves in a world and a culture and a paradigm that we're currently in and everything it has to say about it. And I, I think you, you know, both of you have had your share can attest to, you know, we're very much still in a, a somehow we're supposed to do this thing, right. You know, there's, there's uh, a lot that comes from our culture now about um, the rules on how to do this. So mm-hmm. rewrite the mother code is, you know, what is it? What's my journey and all that? What, what could I discover if I, if I looked at, you know, the atmospheres I grew up in and discover so that I can write my own code. Mm-hmm. Right. I really want women to um, have enough, you know, self-awareness because what we want to do is get ourselves enough present in the moment, you know, enough awareness of all of the, the um, triggers that come at us every day, like from our kids, right? right like right, they're, right, right. they're amazing vehicles for our transformation because, you know, what I love discovering, you know, in, in my studies also is that the tumultuous times, the stressful times we were talking, you know, pre-show, right. That yeah. mothering is stressful as it is. And then you add a pandemic, right. Yes. And social unrest and, you know, boom, but it's precisely in those most stressful times that we're ripest for our own growth and transformation. It's also it, the scariest time. So, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that's the challenge. At the, at the time that we're going to be, uh, that, that our listeners, you are hearing this, we will have been in this pandemic for more than a year, um, which I, I find has been so very, very interesting to me because one of the things that I have missed the most is time with my girls, you know, time with uh, uh, women. I know Ash and I, you know, we, we text and, and chat and talk on the phone sometimes probably more texting than anything else all the time but I still miss actual physicality with um mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's like part of my the mother's like like I know that when we talk with any of my girlfriends we talk about you know issues that we're having in our lives and stuff and um you said something about you, you, when I was reading up about you, you you talked about um the difference between femininity and motherhood mm. Or the connection? The connection. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, thanks. I'd I'd be happy to make that, you know, clarify around that because it's it's another aspect of this when I said at the beginning, right, is that we all mother as women and that's a feminine value. It's a feminine, it's Mm. not men, women, because men have it too, just like we have masculine qualities um, and we need them. but the value and the, the actions, you know, that come through a mothering perspective are particularly feminine, right? They haven't, they're not as valued. Right. So what we're working on and everything that's happening, you know, in in the arena of feminism and, you know, bringing women more to the forefront and noticing our differences in leadership and how they're working. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, the, all the ones that encompass mothering, really bring to light, like what, what, what's possible for women when we value them more, right. When the right. world values them more. And, and it's also a way for us all to align as women um, because, and as people, right. But I'm talking like, particularly, you know, women from this, from this paradigm 
that we can we can see more of our how because you know we were talking you know I might have one two three children and a business well that you know I'm mothering that business I'm mothering yeah. my relationship yeah. I'm mothering my relationship with if I have a partner or spouse um, and you know a, probably the biggest theme in this whole rewrite the mother code is the the person that gets left out of the mothering uh, paradigm is ourselves right yes. what, so true. What does it actually mean to mother ourselves? And until we mother ourselves, mm -hmm. the mothering of all those other uh, arenas that we put first actually don't get the full the full us that they could um, because we're depleted. You know, we're not yeah. looking. And, and I've loved the articles I've seen recently, you know, like breaking away to target for an hour is not self-care, right? Like taking a I shower. Saw that. Is not, did you see that one? I was like, yes. yes I love right? that article. I think I shared it, but like <laughs> what you're like preaching it. Cause I'll say this when I first became a mom, I thought I had like, I think it was in my head and also on society's terms that I had to do all the things I had to, you know, puree the baby food, get home and cook dinner every night. And it was like, at the, what, what failed because of that was my health. I was diagnosed yeah. with Lyme disease and mm -hmm. I like just, I had to stop doing everything. And it was then that I was like, now I'm a completely different mom than I am, than I was when I first started. And I think first time moms are always feeling that they're like feeling like I've got to do all oh, the yeah. things you can't do this. But now I, I feel like I've evolved to like, Nothing needs to be perfect. The house is a mess. I'm fine with it. Like you guys can't see me, but I am doing this podcast from my car today because I <laughs> needed to get out of my house. But like I, I put myself first now, you know, 11 years later into being a mom, because I know if I don't, it's going to be my fault, my, my health that falters and that Absolutely. fails. And if I'm yes. not feeling good, the rest of this family is not feeling good either. So my self-care today is sitting in my car doing I this great it. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is great. I'm, that's honestly why I have an office. I mean, so many people have home offices and that's fabulous. It's really wonderful, but not all I the time. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> but the first three years of, of, of Alejo, I was at my house and Ashley has heard this story before. And so of our listeners, there were days when the kids would go off to school and the next thing you know, it's 315 and they're coming home and I haven't moved. I haven't talked to anybody outside yeah. of my house, except maybe on the mm -hmm. phone. I could still be in my pajamas, right? And all I have done is sat there. Did I, how, where did lunch go? I just, yeah. you know, it just didn't work for me. Yep. You know, it just, it just didn't work. I had to get out. I had to move. I had to go other places. Besides the fact that I do, it is a production company. So I didn't want clients coming over to my house at all hours and not times of the day, which, you know, it happens. Sure. So I wanted it to be different, but I get it. I get it, you know? Yeah. And I, I want to underline like there's, you know, the fact that we're, you know, we're talking about setting up our spaces and our structures and, and that self-care, which is the foundation for us then, you know, giving ourselves that, which I think a lot of women struggle to even give yeah. themselves the things you're talking about, then, you know, let alone realize that, gosh, we have so much going on inside us. You know, we are, we're processing so much. We have we're, we're having so many feelings, right? Our emotions through the day that we're, we're just managing, right? And, and a lot of what I want, you know, support and want to look at with women is 
how can I bring those more fully into my day? Because it's when I'm more self-aware, self-expressed and can have my emotions responsibly through my day, I'm going to, that's going to bring nourishment beyond anything I've imagined before. And Mm -hmm. it's also going to bring more fulfillment and more connection and intimacy to the people around me. Right. Right. So Mm -hmm. that, that one doesn't get talked about. I don't think nearly enough. And, um, I mean, it's at least in the atmosphere, right? Social, emotional intelligence. We're, we, we're, we're not dissing it, so to speak, but, but we are, we're, we're just at the beginning of really seeing what's possible when we, when we go into those arenas and Mm -hmm. when we can, and then bring that in with the people that we care about. Right. And and create an atmosphere where that, all of that's good. Let's, can we also talk, go ahead. can we talk a little bit about mom guilt? Because, um, I was just going to ask that. Yep. Uh, okay, good. Cause yeah, I, sure. Anna and I are always on the same page. We really are. This is something that like, as much as I have evolved and grown as a mother, mom guilt still happens. And oh like, I, and it, especially as a business owner, I'm like, I have this guilt where like, you know, today I woke up at 8am works. Like I've been working late hours, Um, but I enjoy my job. I like doing it, but they also have that guilty element. I'm like, I haven't seen my kids all day. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's something that I still can't get over all these years. It's like the one thing that it still pangs at me. So can you talk us through that to help us feel a little bit better about it? (laughs) Sure. Um, well, I'll, I'll, you'll tell me at the end if you feel better about it after what I have to say. So, (laughs) you know, I, I I hope, I I hope so. Cause you know, the having compassion for ourselves and, you know, first of all, just the fact that the two of you are asking that question, you know, means that, you know, reflects like how much you care, right? And how much, and I think that's a beautiful part of being a, a fem, another feminine aspect, right? Is our caring and how much we care. And we want, you know, our, our kids, our family to feel cared about. And we feel guilty when we think we're doing something that might mean we don't care. Or, mm-hmm. you know, that, that something we're doing is going to either be perceived that way, or we believe uh, is, is somehow reflected, you know, in that way. So you mentioned, you know, I have this job and it takes a lot of time. And sometimes I don't see kids a lot that day, but I love my job. Right. So um, yeah. how do I deal with that tension? Right. And there's, there'll always be that tension. I think sometimes is when we get tripped up thinking, the only answer is like for that tension to go away and, you know, and, and, but it's, it's not, it's going to be there, but how do I tend to myself in that? And, you know, that may be, you know, you deciding or knowing that how I'm going to parent or mother is I'm a working mom. I'm that's a value I have because we can go to values. And I think that's a good place to help deal with our guilt. Right. So I value, um, you know, being someone who expands and does a lot in my life, you know, and have, Mm -hmm. I have a very full life. I always said, my husband and I said, we invited children. We have to remember, we invited children into our life, right? Like that was, they, they, whether you want to get kind of woo -woo about it cosmically or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I believe they came to us for their development and we're going to do the best we can. And then boom, you know, it's up to them for what they're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. That, um, that, you know, we have values and we value, a full life, you know, uh, as a woman, I value that I'm developing myself, I'm contributing in the world. And that's something I feel like I'm giving my children, you know, so, um, and then doesn't mean a choice of not doing that is wrong or different because a, a woman who is staying home, you know, full-time and full-time care that way will feel guilty. Like, Oh, I'm not, 
I feel guilty that I'm not out in the world. Like, you know, we're, we're going to yeah, leave it for yeah. different reasons, but it's coming to terms with like, how did I get to that choice? And did it come from a place of vision and, you know, how, how much can I articulate and share that with my family? And then I'm going to say one other thing, and then I want to hear what you guys think so far um, is the fact that, you know, we do live in this culture that's telling us from all over the place, what's right and wrong, right? That can come from family, that can come from friends, that can come from, you know, the gazillion books that are out there on how to parent, right? And we still are in this Mm -hmm. paradigm of uh, doing it right, that there's some right, there's some mythical right right way to do this. And, And it's what I most want for us to get is that, you know, when we explore where some of our choices and our decisions are coming from, and then we've articulated, you know, a really grounded vision for ourselves and our parenting and our relationships, then we can measure against ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Then we can say like, oh, I'm kind of off track here. This isn't an alignment with my vision, which is very different from, you know, the, that so-and-so said that I'm a bad mom because I only spent, I didn't spend one minute with my children today. Right. And that's my attachment or the, this, I've just ruined them because <laughs> they're going to yeah. be yeah. insecure or this or that. I mean, we can find evidence, you know, for how we operate all over the place, right. And wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I just said a whole lot of things. So I'm interested to hear mm-hmm. how you guys are hearing this and, and what you think. And I have more, but I, we just talked about well, a lot. I, I, I myself agree with almost everything you said. It's interesting though, because I have guilt, um, Yes, working, you know, away from my kids. And also, I, I'm, still a, I'm still a journalist, though. I'm away from them for a lot of different reasons for certain things. But sometimes sure. I know I have guilt uh, because I started this company. After Ashley and I, it's, it's no secret, Ashley and I worked together. She worked for me. And then we both started our companies after uh, the show we were on, Energy Now, uh, lost funding. And I feel guilt not because I'm taking time away from being with um, my kids, but because I feel like I could be selfish in wanting to start this company. Like maybe had I had, if I had just gone back to, as my mother says, a real job and gotten a paycheck like every, you know, two weeks or whatever, it would be stable as opposed to me always, always hustling, always going out. Working long hours, you know, doing whatever. Am I depriving my my you know children who by the way are spoiled? I love them, but am I depriving my children of 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 stability? I I don't know. That's what I feel guilt uh, from. Well, yes, being two away things. from them, but yeah. Anna, you said two things that I think were really important in there. Like one, um, you know, you brought in what what you mentioned your mom, right. And you mentioned like mom (laughs) saying like, you know, kind of pointing out in any various ways I can imagine, you know, uh, pointing out like, Hmm, Anna, like, is, did you think this is a stable, you know, thing? And wouldn't it be a lot easier for you if you just, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, had a job nine to five and you can do that. Well, that's, that's her, you know, that's Mm -hmm. either her paradigm and there's something that she might not also like, she, she perceives what you're doing as a struggle or it's hard, yeah. you know, and yes. as a mom, she wants it easy for you, you know, or yes. she, she yeah. um, and sometimes no matter how much we say like, but I love it. And, you know, this is like, well, you know, yeah. so that's separating myself from, you know, that, you know, huge 
relationship of our own mothers, right? Yes, and and what right. is still hap- what has happened in the past and what's still happening to the present. So that's kind of a wonderful opportunity for a conversation there with her. Right. Okay. Right? That would be like your, you know, something that would fall into your work with her. Like, oh, I'm I I'm noticing I feel guilt after her say her saying that. Yeah. I can work on that myself and kind of unpack that. Is this something I feel a lot or this, you know, I'm 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 being a little surfacey about it, but yeah, just yeah. to give an idea, um, it could be a deep rooted, you know, pain or wound from my childhood that like just came to the surface. I'm so used to pushing it aside, mm-hmm. um, but I may choose this time to like dig into that and yeah. have the feelings about it. And what do I need to do to release that reaction that I have when my mom just casually makes that comment, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And because it's what yeah. it means to you. It's, you know, what it stirs sure. up for you. It's not like she even did anything wrong. Right. right? But, but that can be an avenue into, you know, some of, some of my own work. And then, sure. you know, and then I want to underline back to the, the values part, like, you know, you're, you, this is the choice you're making. So you're showing, you know, your kids, what it looks like to us have a, their own business, have a business. Right. Yeah, and you're showing right. that that's a paradigm that they get to witness. Um, and, and then it can be an opportunity to talk about it with them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. learn. Sometimes we feel like, Oh, I'll just like do that. And I'll like hustle over here. And then like, Oh, here I am. Like, now I'm just with you as opposed to feel yeah. like, you know, at appropriate age levels, you know, what we can share and how we can bring them uh, on this journey with us. Right. And that's another right. huge opportunity that we have. Yeah. Cool. And I think also like, and I don't know, you know, Dr. Lyons, you're the expert, but it also could be a mindset thing. Like I do yeah. see that us being business owners, Anna is teaching our kids. And for me, I feel like we're in some ways we're breaking society's mold. Whereas like, you know, you were perhaps raised to, you know, graduate from college, get that job with a 401k, follow that traditional route. Um, where I wasn't raised that way. I was raised in a very untraditional setting where my mom was a business owner. And she always told me, Ashley, it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you love what you're doing, I don't care what you do. Um, You don't need to go get at that job. And that's always set in me and is, uh, has what has inspired me to go out on my own. And now I see that I talk to my kids a lot about it a lot too. And I see them around the house creating their own businesses. And like, I mean, they're putting putting together business plans. They're doing marketing for their own businesses. My daughter, Alyssa has business cards made for her organizing business. So like, I feel like it is like, we are leading by example. I'm a testament to that because my mom did lead by example and she still does. So I do think in some ways it's a mindset thing. And I can also say like for my spouse who was raised in the very traditional, like college job 401k when i told him i wanted to launch a company he first was very adverse to it he was like what no no <laughs> and and now that he like sees me like doing a great job he's like you're killing it never look back but like it was a mindset thing for him too so anyways i just wanted to say say that for anna Aww. um i, I think you're it, doing actually. a great job <laughs> i also um well, well I want to underline, actually. but underlining oh, yeah. what you guys just did and celebrate that you're, you know, you're lifting each other up and that's so important too. Right. And yeah, it sometimes, is. It sometimes is. as women, we, we don't really know how to do that. Well, like we'll, we'll either just kind of listen to each other complain and then it just kind of doesn't go anywhere, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, a real ally here is, 
is, you know, when we're willing to tell the full truth to each other, but also, you know, when rally for each other's success, you know, that your success doesn't diminish me, you know, mm-hmm. that whole thing. And, and I think we, as, you know, as women and mothers um, are getting better at it, but we have a ways to go. And that's, yeah, I just want to underline the example you guys. Oh, just thank you. Thanks. Yay. (laughs) I also wanted to ask you about mommy rage. One of the things that Ashley and I are so interested in learning about is mommy rage, mommy rage. We both have it. We both have it. Love our kids dearly, but oh my goodness, they drive us crazy. Oh my gosh. So talk to us, talk to us, so debunk the myths about it, because that's one of the things you said you do is you debunk the myth. I do debunk about myths, but what are, how, how do we understand it? What is it? Tell me, tell me all about it. You discuss. I'm sorry. If you don't mind me asking you a question too, like what, what are your beliefs around mommy rage? Like either of you, like what, what do you, uh, what do you think some of the beliefs or myths are? Um, I think that mommy rage is me. Like, just reaching that tipping point of overwhelm and just wanting to scream and whether it's like scream at my kids, hide in my bathroom and scream or do what I did today and like leave my house and just like record a podcast for my car. It's just me reaching that point where like, if in a very primal way where I am completely overwhelmed, I have no other way to express myself rather than to just scream or cry. That's what I see it being. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a great definition, but so then the myth around it, um, I'm, and tell me if this is a, how, what you believe or, but I believe what I, one of the myths is we're not supposed to have it. Right. And uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So the myth is yep, we have 100%. this experience and all these, you know, I'm sure that it all, but if not all, most women that are listening to this or, or even parents, cause, uh, but particularly the moms, don't think they should have it. And there's something wrong with them. The fact that we reach this tipping point or, you know, lash out or, or let loose in that way. Is that, is that ringing true? But you're right. I, I think that there are times when it comes to mommy rage uh, that we as mothers, and we can even go farther as parents, we get to the point where, oh my gosh, did we make a bad decision? Should we actually have been kids and where we question and we don't really question it's just in that moment we're so angry at circumstance life whatever we would never replace our children but we get to that point where you're just like oh my gosh you're so angry and you know you start speaking in that voice you know so high that only dogs can hear and i think there's an idea that we're not supposed to to be like that because we Chose to have kids, those of us who chose to have kids, had you know, who, who could be the point, the privilege that we can actually choose to have children. We're not supposed to be that way. You chose this life. You didn't have to have kids. That's right. I don't, I think there's no. a disconnect. There's a huge disconnect and it's a huge disservice to women. And it, it's a, um, you know, the, the, well, I'm going to say a couple things about it, but particularly in this arena where the, you know, the, to debunk the myth that it's not okay for us to, and I know we're using the extreme of rage, but we're, you know, it's also not okay to have anger at any level, you right. know? And if I, if I was momming well and, and momming right, I, I, I wouldn't have that. I would just feel joy and peace and fulfillment at all times. So that gives women no space, you know, for an exploration uh, around 
you know, the escalation of our feelings. It gives us no space to have our feelings and it gives us no space to, to learn and grow with our children around what's coming up for us that we got to this point. Right. Um, yeah. And then on a very practical level, and you know, it's something we can dig into personally about why we let things build. Um, but you know, I, I remember working on this a little bit myself when my kids were younger and, and saying to Dr. Bob, right. My coach, you know, I just like, it just got to a point where I just wanted to like, you know, shake yeah. them or, you know, I'm just Absolutely. so angry. Right. And he's like, well, that just means you've let something build and you didn't handle it before it got to that point. Right. So that was a very practical, I thought, you know, good kind of advice to look at. It's like, oh, I've, I've let something, whether I'm too busy, whether I just didn't want to deal with it, whether, you know, for whatever reason, I've let a behavior go untended to, um, too often that I just, so there's that. And then there's the, like, we have a whole life, like, you know, when we're talking about having business and stuff, and if we're not tending to ourselves and some of our feelings that are happening through our day, um, the littlest trigger can, you know, from our spouse, the people closest to us, our spouse and our kids are generally going to be the ones that get, you know, the brunt of it. So they could do mm -hmm. something even benign uh, in some ways, like not even a big deal. Like they put the toothpaste cap on wrong. Right. And you're like, like raw, you know, yeah. totally, you know, um, going nuts on it, but it had nothing to do with that. It was, it's either a buildup of something in relationship with that person or, elsewhere in my life that I have intended to. So when we talked, you know, earlier about, you know, women, people, but, you know, us, we're talking about mommy, you know, really getting, because uh, this myth around us not having a rage means like there's, a, there's lots of myths around what emotions are okay for us to have and at what level, you right. know, and that comes from our upbringings that comes, you know, we have so many beliefs and mistaken beliefs around, you know, in, in, in our work, you know, we, we work with five primary emotions, fear, hurt, anger, sadness, and joy. Um, I don't really consider guilt an emotion. It's kind of a, a, pri a secondary one, but you know, most people, when they hear that will say like, well, why is there only one good one? You know, there's right. joy and then the rest are, you know, negative, but that's an inherent belief that we have about emotions that they all serve a purpose and they're all have a function and can be beautiful in their own rights, but we don't believe that. Right. So we think we're bad and wrong for having any of those other ones, but joy. Well, the problem is we're not really going to be able to experience our full joy, you know, and, and the richness uh, that comes with that. If we're not feeling our pain fully, or we're not feeling our fear, you know, right. anger, you know, I'm sure running a business, there's, you know, tons of times that fear comes up. Right. And how do I tend to myself? This is the self-care that I was talking about earlier. What does it mean? And, you know, what tools can I use? Um, to be okay with the fact that right. I'm afraid. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, I, I just want a number of directions around the mom rage, but what, let me hear what you guys, what you're getting or what you're hearing. Well, I, I think one thing that I heard from you, and this maybe goes back to guilt is that you, you don't even see guilt as an emotion and, and maybe like it's for me reframing that. And I'm starting to think about it a little bit differently. Thanks to Mm -hmm. how you're explaining it to us. And that alone is making me feel better. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, Ashley's well, a great mom. She is. Ashley's a wonderful mom. Oh, thanks, Anna. So are you. you are <laughs> and I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. I think like, I and, don't you know, another point, Dr. Lyons, is that oh, so many one. of my moms are like, oh, I'm the worst. Well, what I 
what I heard her say was she talks to so many moms and yeah. always putting ourselves down or feeling like we're not enough or, you know, that like, what is enough? And it's one of those kind of beautiful humility is a, is more of a feminine, one of these feminine values yeah, and characteristics, it right. It, yes. and, and it's one of the reasons, you know, women in high leadership positions are doing well. Cause we're not so ego, you know, all about me driven, but when, but that we need to keep that in check and in balance too. And right. as much as we want to be humble, we also need to celebrate ourselves. You know, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, I don't know, like uh, untrue bragging, but getting women to brag about themselves and getting us to, uh, oh, yeah. know, it's hard. share some of our achievements and kind of right. so like, Oh, well, that was no big Ooh. thing. And that struggle is real. No, it is. Right. And that's, it, a, and that's yes. what, you know, in, in, in my work and in rewrite the mother code, we need to have assignments and practices built, you know, that we take on in our life to rewire, you know, and, and right. rewrite some of these codes that like, you know, good girls, like, don't, you know, brag, they don't inflate themselves and just stay under the radar. And, you know, it's, that's all good. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm not dissing humility, but we need to, to really, Oh, right. There's nothing wrong with celebrating ourselves. Yeah. No, no. We just have a hard time doing it. We really do. So I give people assignments, like, you know, say, um, you know, make a list of things that your accomplishments in the day, but more so like share them with people, what find like ways to like slip it in, you know, put it here and there, but, and then notice the feelings that you have about it, the discomfort or the, Oh my God, what are people going to think? And you, you know, the, and usually what women find is like the sky didn't fall and people still like them. And that's right. That's right. It's okay. Right. I, I, I'm just like, have hearing you talk about mommy rage is like, really helping me, uh, I guess, like think a little bit more deeply about it and like the root of it, where it Mm. comes from. Um, so that's been just, I mean, hearing you, it's been very helpful. So thank you. I just want to say thank you to you, Dr. We all need your voice. Oh, thanks. But I want to underline because I think there's some really, you know, when you look it up or, you know, you look, it's like, I, I want to add to the conversation because so often it's like, how do I you know, kind of get rid of it? Or how do I, um, of course, we need what the main reason we need to bring ourselves, you know, kind of what might be termed like calm down is, you know, we just need to name that emotion. And we want to get ourselves back, you know, in out of our amygdala hijack, which is, you know, when we we get triggered or, or caught so that we can then, you know, act responsibly from our emotions, but we don't want to, um, we don't want it to just be about like, oh, you know, the the only thing to do here is to make it go away or get rid of it. It's, you know, and, and then see it as data. And where can I, what, what kind of exploration can I go on? Because our kids are beautiful mirrors. And so are our spouses. They're going to, you know, prick our, what we call unfinished business, you know, and things, wounds, hurts, you know, I... I like to see all of this as a healing journey for ourselves. But when we think it's just something bad or wrong, we're supposed to get rid of, like, then we'll feel guilty because I can't because, but then of course we can't, because that's not how we're supposed to deal with it. Right. Yeah, definitely. 
So Dr. Lyons, where can we find more information about you and your work? Because I feel like all of our listeners need to go to your website right now. (laughs) And uh, also tell us what you're working on that you're excited about, any programs that you might offer for our listeners. Oh, I so appreciate that. I I love that. Um, So you can find me at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. So I'm trying to make it easier. And it's DR, you know, the yeah. not spelled out drgertrudelyons.com. I'm also on Instagram at, at drgertrudelyons. Trying to make it easy and consistent. I will be this year, um, a couple times this year, doing a program that I call Rewrite the Mother Code Mastermind. So eight weeks you know, where you can spend, you know, just two hours a week, which I know, you know, it sounds like a lot. And for women to, yeah. to, but it's really two hours a week for eight weeks to really learn these tools, everything that we've been talking about on the podcast so that, you know, you can practice this, like dive into it um, at a deeper level with an intimate group of women. So I'm, I've been super excited about that. It's, I found this as a format I've done it, you know, as talks and workshops, but this, there's something about, you know, a journey of eight weeks, just a little bit every week uh, that has, has really been a beautiful journey for the women that have been doing it. Oh, and and coaching. I mean, you know, of course, one-on-one. I love doing that. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today because it's really been enlightening. I I know I have uh, learned so much and maybe I'll learn not to feel so bad about myself. (laughs) Maybe my kids will be okay. (laughs) Oh, they already are okay. And um, yes, they absolutely will. But it's been just a huge privilege and blessing to be with both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I have to say your mastermind sounds amazing. Exactly. And I feel like Anna and I need to join. So we do. we'll talk we to do. you about that separately. Yeah, afterwards. Thank you Absolutely. so much. This has been such a pleasure interviewing yeah. you. And I can't wait to you know share this interview and message with our listeners. Oh, thank you both so much. Thank you. Listeners, Bye. we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Bye, everyone.